song that uh, I believe. Ba -ba -da -da. I don't believe that heaven waits for only those who congregate. No, but there is but no I, way but, I'm editing that part but, out. You are absolutely <laughs> getting that on there. But I That's going to be the intro. It's Don Williams. It's Don Williams. It's Don Williams. I know who it is now. Uh, it's Don Williams. I believe in, I think that's the name of it. I but, just figured um, out my editing problem. I'm just going to invert the show. We're going to start there and then put all the rest of it yeah, on the back. <laughs> I believe in babies. You ain't never heard of that. Uh-oh. I think that's a lesson for each and everybody kind of going back to what we've been talking about is there, there is no difference between the uh, sacred and the secular. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I'm in church, I'm going to act a certain way, <laughs> but, but listen, it's the same God I'm worshiping. And so when I do my work as unto the Lord, I want to make sure that, Hey, I'm doing the best that I can. Am I going to be perfect? Heavens no, but I want to do the best that I can. And you know, uh, uh, the Raiders, used to have a, a saying called commitment to excellence. Mm -hmm. And our high school basketball coach pushed that. That was, no, if you're going to be in the weight room and you're going to do, uh, you know, five sets of 10, then you make sure you do those, those five sets perfectly. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do one of those reps perfect, then do it again. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it was, we are committed to doing the best that we can at what we got. Yeah. And and I think that's uh, like I said, there's no difference in our secular and our sacred uh, lives. Is yeah, you know, we're doing everything, as Paul says, uh, what whatsoever you eat, whatsoever you drink, do for the glory of God. Now I do think there's a way you can get you got to moder moderate that to an extent, or at least uh, put a disclaimer on it that. Sometimes you can overcommit yourself to what you're going to commit to. If I say I'm going to do a thousand push-ups and now I'm right. going to commit to doing it, well, I can't do that. Right? Well, and I think there, that always goes back to, and I think what you and I had a conversation before we hit uh, record is, you know, we, we can overextend ourselves a whole lot. We mm -hmm. get so busy, especially, you know, in the burrs. September, mm -hmm. October, November, and December, we are running ourselves ragged. In fact, uh, both of us, you know, basically came in here on two wheels, breathing heavy and kind of, oh my goodness, because we got so much going on. I think we, we have to be careful that we don't make, um, make because uh, I, I, I see times when Jesus pulled away, went to the wilderness, he prayed, he got alone. Now, granted, it was hard for him because you see from time to time he was trying to get away and then somebody would uh, pull it, you know, get get a hold to him or try to get to him. And so it's important that we make sure that we slow down in time to, um, uh, I, I don't know if it's to recharge, replenish, refresh. Uh, for some of us, that's uh, early morning, just getting before everybody, away from everybody and getting before the Lord or whatever the case may be. But one of the things we, we need to make sure of is not, not to be so stinking busy that you miss the, the peacefulness and the rest of a relationship with the Lord. Uh, that's a, I'm talking to myself right now. Thought I'd better preach to myself before Thanksgiving gets here. And uh, but I mean, it, it is, and I think we just have to be careful. Yeah, you want to be the best you can be. We we do want to do that. At the same time, we also want to make sure that um, that I want to be here for. 25, 35, 40 years. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that you have to guard against because we, we will, we, we pride ourselves on, I can do so much and I did this and I did that. And, oh man, I can't wait. Man, if you saw my schedule tomorrow, you'd be, you'd be, and I'm going to get everything done. And, and we sort of pride ourselves on that. And I'm, you know, I, I have to be careful because I've had some, some godly men in my life to speak and say, 
No, you're going to burn yourself out, kid. You know, but don't be stupid. And, um, and so we do have to guard against that. Um, at the same time, though, all right, we, all, we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to be to the best, best for God's glory. So fine line you have to balance. Well, this is awesome. Um, welcome back to the 167, 10 minutes yeah, you go. Um, today without getting to it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're Garrett and Ben, and we just talk, and sometimes we tell you who we are. And sometimes That's right. We don't. Sometimes. Otherwise, read the description that we yeah. tell our names in there. Um, <laughs> so I'm, this, this is great because I was a little nervous about this one because I had uh, – a lot of things on my mind and no organization whatsoever uh, coming in today. So this is great because yeah. you've this is a perfect thing to talk about right. for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, going into that time of year where it's super easy to do that, and it's a very easy one to sneak up on you. Um, so I'll give you maybe examples from my life in the last week, and I'm sure there's things I got right and things I got wrong. <laughs> this is just kind of how the, 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 the thought process anyway that kind of goes into it. So... We also we, we go through those seasons of busy and not busy, and you had said something at the beginning of the show that sometimes you know we get a little busy and the, it, it can we may not have that time to get before God the way we want to. Right. That felt that felt really wrong to me. I'm like, no, no, no. He's always first. I stop whatever I do and do that. Yeah. You know, right. Well, no, you don't stop traffic necessarily. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, right. Maybe in some cases, but yeah, not all. You won't be appreciated for stopping traffic to pray <laughs> on a regular basis, but. I hadn't experienced it until football, but then I've kind of experienced it a little bit more lately with work. Kind of we we're talking about here lately, right. where the last five six days, um, like I was talking about my sleep schedule, I've had none. There's been none, but it's a short run. It's a short stint. I know it's there's a purpose behind it because I got to get this video out, and right. once it's out there, it's out there forever. And there's all kinds of stuff I can do with it. So it's been a short term kind of kind of thing. At the same time, last week, a couple of examples. One day, had the kids, nothing was going on, and I didn't have anything that was terribly pressing right then, so I shut things down at 3 o'clock and, nice. or 4 o'clock, and we hung out the rest of the evening. Um, and then Friday night, actually, one of the reasons I'm behind, although this, is, this isn't the, like three hours of my whatever, <laughs> is a couple of friends were in town that I don't get to see very often, and we all got together and got to hang out for a little bit, so it was good to catch up with them. So right. there is a balance to it, but that being said, it's – I've seen people get on both on on the wrong side of it for for both extremes. Mm -hmm. You can push yourself too thin, but there is also a possible. There, there's times that you said God don't put it. It's yeah. not biblical. He doesn't put more on you than you can handle. Right. And sometimes he just throws that much at you. Yeah. And that's just it's all because if you put me in a situation where I've got twenty, I've got twenty four hours. Right. And I've got to spend ten of it making sure I keep my kids safe. Ten of it taking care of my mom and dad, and ten of it taking care of whatever else I got to take care of. Some at some point or another, it. somebody's you run it. out of something. Yeah. yeah. So uh -huh. you can get to a point where you can try to try to help so many people that you start hurting them all, right. probably including yourself. So how do you do that? Because I know I don't do it right, but you've got to balance it more than anything. Because I can feel times that yeah. just because I don't t have time to talk to God, He still talks to me. Right. I've heard a lot from sure. God this week too yeah. in unsolicited places. Right. They just, yeah. it just he just pops up. But you can very easily, I'm sure, let that stay on autopilot for very long, and it starts to turn into like that movie Click, right, where you just kind of look back and you've you've checked out for five years and didn't know what happened to your life. Yeah, I've I done that. Mm -hmm. So there's the other side. Yep. How do you, I ain't got anything to say to this one. This is on yeah. you, man. How do you answer that? Well, I think it's one of, um, as you were talking, I was sitting there thinking about, okay, uh, how, how would I answer that is there's a couple of verses that I have to remind myself. There's one that uh, Paul says, pray without ceasing. All right, so that doesn't mean that I've, you know, right, I'm driving down the road or I got to stop. 
I can drive down the road and be in constant communication with the Lord. I think it's one of, again, it kind of goes back to being in tune with the Lord 24-7. And I think it's, uh, you know, having those in preschool, uh, when we teach preschool, we talk about, hey, have your listening ears on. Mm -hmm. That means you're really concentrating, trying to listen. And I think it's one of, that's what I always try to encourage Christians to do, is to have those listening ears, listening for the Lord. I think it's one of, okay, Nobody is a 24-7 machine. Nobody. So eventually, once in a while, you sit down. Eventually, once in a while, you're not going 90 to nothing. And in those 90 to nothing moments, that's, that's when I spend the time of saying, okay, Lord, I, I feel like right now I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm this, I'm this, this, and this. And Lord, I know this is not what your word says. And I think that's where, again, having a, a healthy repertoire of the scriptures is always going to be is going to be good for you to be able to draw upon. Um, uh, uh, case in point, um, scriptures in Ephesians six, the scriptures is described as the sword of the spirit. All right, so the Holy Spirit is in your life. We're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we're about to go into a spiritual battle. We're about to. We're really wrestling with doubt. We may be confused, and the Holy Spirit goes in your arsenal of verses you have memorized. And all you got is John three sixteen. Great verse, <laughs> but that's not a great sword to fight uh, the enemy with about discouragement or about and so you need some John three sixteen going to, to to discouragements knife to a gunfight right. yeah it's, you're, you're, it's not the right you're one. trying to eat a steak with chopsticks that's it and so you need you need a passage that that says you know what whatever you're needing at that moment so that's where having that scripture in your mind and again being in constant communication allowing the Holy Spirit to say hey reminding you of hey you will he he keeps those those whose mind is set on him he keeps in perfect peace. Isaiah 26, 3. Okay, so that's Isaiah. I can, that's a weapon I can grab. That's a sword I can grab. Dude. If I'm all anxious or I'm all bent out of shape, no, he keeps those whose mind is set on him in perfect peace. Lord, then what, what, why isn't that happening in my life? Or, you know, I'm going to claim that promise because, Lord, I'm, I'm focused on you. And so having those helps you to be able to fight those times of discouragement or when you're overly busy or when you feel like, man, I don't feel as close to the Lord. And again, I think part of our maturing and our growing in the Lord means I don't necessarily have to be uh, under him or hearing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he told me what to do. I'm doing it. I don't, you know, it's kind of like as, a, as an adult child, I, oh, I got adult children. I don't necessarily have to call and say, did you brush your teeth this morning? Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're grown. Now, I, something bigger may have to handle. So I think as you mature, too, it, it may be that the Lord may not speak as much. I think he does. But you don't have to, uh, what's wrong? I didn't hear from him this morning. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm going to continue to walk and walk consistently. This morning in our staff meeting, that was the word that I had for folks was, we need to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And what consistent means is, it's kind of like faithful. You know, I know God is consistent. He's going to be always good. He's always faithful. So he is consistent in those. Well, we need to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. That when people see us, whether we're uh, in a good day or a bad day, we still need to be consistent in our walk with the Lord. So I want to ask this, and or say this, and I don't know. This is one of those just 
<laughs> Sometimes we, we talk about what are, some things that you thought were in the Bible that weren't. I know this isn't in the Bible. If I said something, it probably wasn't. Right. Um, but it's a, let's call it a teachable moment, whatever you want right. to call it. So in this past week or so, like this, I, I don't want to say I even give myself a litmus test. It's not even that, and it's mm-hmm. not even like I'm trying to do it on purpose or anything like that. But when I say I haven't had as much time maybe to talk to God, but he still had to talk, time to talk mm-hmm. to me. And you said you can be driving down the road and you can still be with the Lord. Uh-huh. Okay, so your I agree with that statement. I'm asking you, I guess, is this an example of it without it sounding, I'm not trying to sound like I'm being self-righteous at all. Right. I just don't know. It's, it's a test. We'll see how, how, how I do on this. But <laughs> um, this week I've been busy a lot. I've had a lot going on. Right. But a way that I can kind of tell that I'm still in touch with God or he's still at least in touch with me or when I say he's still talking to me, it's not because I've still had time to go on my walks and I've heard from him from the heavens and all this stuff. It's, it's back to what we said in the beginning. It's the simple little things. I'm not talking about anything crazy supernatural right. here. I'm talking about when I walk by the person on the walking trail or walking to the gas station, it still occurs to me to say, hey, how are you? Or to say something polite or to genuinely just I walk by somebody with a dog and it might be a 10-second talk about how cute the dog is. Yeah. And you walk, But that's not the stuff that comes naturally or that I even want to do naturally. In my normal environment, I want to stay away from people. (laughs) So I can still see his, I see evidence of him in my actions, and I don't mean that to sound like I'm, oh, look how good. I'm not proactively saying, well, I better be nice to people so that I'm still close to God. It's reactive, not proactive. No, I think think what you're seeing is results of the Holy Spirit, not necessarily... Uh, you know that oh that's that's because I've got an active relationship or I'm really no that's the Holy Spirit working in your life. Remember, fruit of the Spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I'm going to be talking about kindness tonight uh, during our Wednesday night Bible study. We're going one by one through the fruits of the Spirit. So kindness is one that man, you, you you're going to show kindness, and kindness takes its place in about a about a thousand different ways. By the way, Wednesday Bible study is that in person or virtual? It's in person. It's in person. I mean, I can make. I just need to know. I, I wish we did it. I wish we did uh, virtual. At one time we were, but uh, we may go back. But uh, it is. Uh, they have a dinner at five fifteen. Uh, decent dinner, it's in, six I think dollars, it's in real good. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then Bible study is usually about six ten, six fifteen. Now it's not long. I, I yeah. don't do because I know everybody's tired. Everybody, it's just we need some encouragement to get to the end of the week. So yeah. we're talking about kindness. Kindness shows itself in a thousand different ways. It can be I brought a meal home to somebody that was sick. It can be a smile at just the right time. It can be an encouraging word. And so I think those things you're seeing, whether it's just stopping and talking to someone or just paying someone a compliment or seeing someone needing help and just offering a hand, that is, that's a result of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Now, now some people might be a little more uh, disposition to be kinder or nicer. Well, you just said yourself. That's not your disposition, no, per se. Right. Yeah. And so that is, again, that's, that's the evidence of, of what you're seeing there, is the, the Lord working in your life. It's, that's the Holy Spirit, and it's the fruit of the Spirit. Well, and I think what I'm trying to get at there, really, and that's where I've said before, that's a delicate balance for me, because I'm, I'm not sure how to say those types of things, but it sounds like it's it pat myself on the back. Right. But I think what I'm bringing it up is, is evidence for, because if you are a naturally kind person, and, and talkative person. Okay, the buddy that I was hanging out with on Friday night, right. friendliest, most chatty guy you'll ever seen. 
he couldn't use that as a litmus test for how he's doing right. with the Lord right now. Right. If you if his litmus test is well, I was nice to a stranger or I whatever. Well, that's that dude. That comes naturally for you. That's not maybe what you need to check. Yeah. I can check that maybe because naturally I'm doing all I can do to just give a half right. smile on a bad day. I've got a joke going yeah. by the way with the daycare person. I came in one time with my sunglasses on and my <laughs> hat and all this, and I uh, was on the phone with my mom and she overheard it. Right. And she said. Um, Something about you sound like you're having a heck of a day. I said, anytime you see the hat and sunglasses still on, that's my don't mess with me yeah. face. Yeah. But, but that's my natural environment. So when I'm having a bad day and I still say something to the clerk, again, it's not patting myself on the back because I'll right. tell you, I didn't want to. It's like, where'd that come from? Yeah. How'd I do that? But you do need to know, the reason I'm bringing it up is that you do need to know what your checks are, I think, right. to be able to see, are you still seeing that evidence? Well, and I think it's one of, even for your, your buddy, and this is one of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight is, uh, Kindness for kindness' sake is not necessarily the the, the check. When we talk about kindness, and this is the, um, really, I mean, Romans 2.4, I've got it here close by. Romans 2.4 talks about the, the patience and the kindness of, of God that leads to salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really, I mean, you have, to, you have to know what, when we say kindness, what's it getting at? When, our kindness is, yeah, I can be kind because I feel like that's a disposition more towards me. But is my kindness aiming towards seeing someone saved, wanting to reach someone for Christ? I mean, hey, just me just saying, hey, how are you, when I walk by in the mall or walk by on the walking trail, Okay, that's nice, but no, how, how about I'm wanting to be kind because I want to introduce you to who Christ is. So I think the motive, and then also what is the, uh, not only the motive, but the, um, the push, because it is from the Holy Spirit, that you're going to want to be kind, not just to win people. I mean, that's, that almost sounds manipulative, and mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not doing that for manipulation. It's just I'm driven by this Christ that I love, it causes me to be kind because the Holy Spirit is living in me, and I, hey, I want you to know who this is. I think maybe that's the the key behind it. it is a motivation, but again, not manipulate manipulating or doing anything like that. But really, you know, driven driven by who Christ is and wanting Him to be known. What are those? It does, and I'll tell you, it's it's interesting because as as you're answering the question, I'm listening to it, and and I'm kind of starting to. Realize for myself that it wasn't a very fair question to start with, maybe. Right. But, but it's I'm I'm saying if I were going to paraphrase what I said a minute ago, I would say I had a feeling that that was a good thing, but I don't know how I did that right. So I think I got it right by by luck. Now I guess see and whatever. So now tell me how I got it right. By but luck. I actually, as you're answering, it's like no, I don't think so. I think it's the point that we've been trying to make before. It's hard to put your finger on it. It's faith. You can't right. put your finger on what I did right, quote unquote, to keep. Because here's the thing: I didn't do anything right. If I'm looking for the thing that I did that kept me from being ugly to that person or that thing that I did that morning right. that reminded me to say nice things to people when they walk by, I'm not going to find it because I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was God. It was faith in him. And, and maybe if I could think of any singular thing that I've tried to do that right. might have helped put him in a better position to do that has been to go to him on my bad days and say, please help me get through this one. Yeah. Rather than yeah. just sucking it up and trying to get through the day, I go to him like, can you help me? So maybe by the, after doing that a few times, maybe it becomes a little bit more second nature to try to keep it together yourself. I don't, I don't know. But at the end no. of the day, you can't yeah. use God to be nicer to people 
But don't be surprised if you're close with God if you end up being nicer and doing all these other things anyway. And I think what happens is, again, as you're as you're growing and as you're maturing Christ, uh, it does become a less a lot less uh, self conscious. I think it becomes a lot less self effort that it, it becomes your nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you, you'll be amazed at uh, the change, the difference, but also uh, as you mature and become more like Christ, it's not a, you don't have to think about it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think there's numerous, numerous ways uh, that that could be illustrated, whether it's uh, uh, a wide receiver who learns how to run around the mm-hmm. right way, and he does it six thousand times a day in practice, give or take. Yeah. Uh, so he runs it three hundred times in a practice. Then in the game time, he knows exactly four mm-hmm. steps and this, and the, and the uh, quarterback knows to put it right on the dime. They they have, and it becomes a second nature to you. And I think that's part of what happens too as you mature in Christ. Is yeah, those things that don't necessarily just become automatic, but you don't have to concentrate them on, on them as much. One of the things that I've been probably trying to poke out of you a little bit on this show is like, give me instructions. I need yeah. like you know this these verses in this order. Prayed right. at this time and do this and do this. And it's kind of funny to you because I came to you and said, hey, I want to start a show about how religion's not all this organized stuff. Now I'll start a show and you tell me how to organize this stuff. Organize. <laughs> Yeah, so it's I not that, that I had a problem with religion. I just didn't like the way everybody else was doing it. I wanted you to organize it my way. Um, but my, what I'm hearing from the show, though, it's, it's funny. We're both kind of – there's not that ABC, one, two, three answer, in this order, this is what it's got to be. You have – it is that it's in the daily relationship. It's yeah. that thing you can't put your finger on. But it's trust. Back to what you said, trust and dependence and all that stuff. It is actually a, it's not a one, two, three set of instructions. It's one instruction, mm-hmm. one instruction. So it is super simple. Yeah. But boy, there's a lot of cloudiness in that one instruction. Sure. Sometimes we got to sift through. And I think that's the coolest part that's come out of the show is that I came to you thinking, I didn't, I don't want to say it quite that emphatically. I mean that very yeah. facetiously, but I came thinking, I've got the guy that's got the answers. Let's <laughs> yeah. go to what this, this is the best preacher I've ever found to know yeah. how to say it and in words we can understand. And your answer's been, there ain't no, I ain't got the yeah. answers either. God yeah. has all the answers. I hope I can make it clear to understand yeah. that, uh, you know, it, it all goes back to that relationship. And how you do a relationship is you don't want to box that into, okay, I got to do X, I got to do Y, I got to do Z. I mean, think about it. If that's, if that's your marriage, if that's your dating relationship, you know, oh, I got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you sent me flowers today. Thank you, honey. Well, it's my duty. <laughs> Give yeah. me a break. No, I, I, and, and how we go about doing that relationship oftentimes is, okay, some, so it's reading, it's reading his word, it's spending time, it's, it's watching for him. I mean, it's, it's so many different things that involve this thing that makes it into a real and personal, uh, experiencing of, of Christ himself. And, and again, I'm not underestimating. In fact, I would say the more that you're reading, the better. Because mm-hmm. like I said, go back to the illustration of your arsenal. Uh, going back to what, what you're going to fight a spiritual battle with, you need more than one verse. You need, you need a whole conglomerate. And so it's one of, yeah, there's not a X, Y, and Z. It's a whole bunch of stuff, but it's one relationship. And if you figure that out, that's where the key is. Well, and when we were talking... Te- 
didn't have a lot of time this week to do much texting, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have time to say to you at church. No. I, was, I was buried. In, I, wanted, I got my wish. I said I wanted to sit in the back corner where all the other quiet centers did. Well, they, that's the only spot y'all had this week. <laughs> got oh, back man. there. It was. That was a bunch of that folks bunch in there. Of that and, uh, and they were sitting, like I said, at the very, very back. And I was it like, was, good gracious. It was big. It was, it was packed last week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it – now, see, there's your ADD break. I'm, I'm running a little bit late on it today. Um, <laughs> let's see. Church Sunday. What would we want without? Uh, let's see. Church Sunday, and you're going to speak to me. And uh, Oh, my, well, the one text last week. I, I yeah. did say finding, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things that are in, people think are in the Bible that aren't really. Right. But there was that, and then there was the songs that uh, you thought about some song lyrics, and I well, said, a bunch "Hey, of songs. I mean, I can, we yeah. need to poll. We need to poll the the readers and let, let them send us some of their, uh, you know, favorite favorite song lyrics, and we'll see. Okay, how scriptural is that? Well, these are literally. Yeah, I love that. I, I had to double take it one time, make sure I understood what you were saying, because yeah. I was saying that there's a lot of Christian sounding words or, or or lyrics in other songs that mm-hmm. are not Christian songs mm-hmm. at all. I used the keeping your gratitude higher than your expectations because I went back later and, and kind of laughed at it when I realized that song is on the Austin City Limits yeah. that you watched. Yes. I think that's what got me to where this guy's unlike any other artist I've ever yeah. heard before. So when that in that line, that is not a song about, it's not a Christian song. No, no. But far keep from. your gratitude higher than your expectations yeah. certainly is a, a good Christian. Yeah, it's quote. a Christian uh, sentiment. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I, I used to use the uh, phrase pseudo Christian mm-hmm. uh, for to describe a couple of bands. Uh, at, at one time, there was some pseudo Christian bands. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Creed almost started out as one. I was going to ask for an example, but yeah. so when you say pseudo Christian, what's the definition? Pseudo they, they, they talked a lot of. That, well, are they, yeah. Uh, you know, a pseudonym's false name. They, mm-hmm. they kind of present themselves as being a little bit, and their lyrics may actually be. I think when Switchfoot came out originally uh they were you know kind of okay there's some they've got pop but then it's almost like a uh like a mix of pop and mm-hmm. christian but it's not necessarily full christian but they've got where's, the, that, the, where's the line between full christian and kind of christian well i think it's one of does speaking every song, of tough answers is every song going to be about uh, yeah. the lord worshiping the lord and, and again I think it's one of you know for me. I think Creed was probably Creed would have probably been one. Of, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and hey, I understand they're making a comeback. Who is making a comeback? I didn't know. Uh, I so, think it's time for me to make a comeback. I'm Everybody else is making one. I think I'm old enough to make. A comeback I, I'm now. still here from the first time. Don't call it a comeback, <laughs> as LL said. Uh, it's it's one of um, you know. Uh, ha, ha, now, now I'm I've got the uh, ADD. I got distressed ADD right now. This uh, how how do you keep your mind focused on it? Yeah. But but uh, pulling those lines that uh, kind of make sense, or maybe is this a a good motto to life or a good mm-hmm. good way to live your life? I think there's there's some uh, merit in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keeping my gratitude higher than my expectations. That's not a bad thing to do. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and- at the same time, I don't know that I'd say it's full biblical, but it's a good good. Smart way to be because the Bible says be thankful in every circumstance. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you this past week I'm getting my Sunday message together for Thanksgiving, and the number of passages where David in the Book of Psalms thank the Lord, mm-hmm. thank the Lord, thank the Lord. You know we're always to be given Thanksgiving. So yeah, 
I've, I've heard you before, I think, on Thanksgiving or on, a, or probably on a Sunday right before mm-hmm. or something. You've said if you're Christians, every day should be Thanksgiving. Yeah, that that's should be it. The number one. And, and you know. I've, 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 my favorite message I ever spoke about Thanksgiving, I called it Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. is like it's that. not just a day. It's not just a day in November. It's yeah. a everyday um, gratitude. It's an attitude of gratitude to be thankful for everything God's done for us, twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a life changing way of living your life but it is hard to do even i mean i heard that line a long long time before i probably started living it the right way but it's just it is a great um it's a good example of the overarching thing there is that god's kind of everywhere if you're looking for him and it's funny because i can find ways to to find god in in songs that aren't about god and conversations that aren't about god my favorite ones i had one of these this morning now i'm not a morning person right and this was from like my first 45 seconds. So I was particularly <laughs> hateful and a little bit foggy on what exactly happened. But I, I love to hear my, I love to hear what, I love to hear how it sounds when I say things to my kids that I immediately can hear God saying to me mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's a really cool feeling. It's a simultaneous feeling of, humility and grace and love it's all at the same time it's like i immediately realized how small i look in his eyes right and how much he loves me because even as silly as this was it means nothing to me in the grand scheme of things still low but i said this to him this morning they were arguing over something and it's usually the cycle is gabe aggravates reese right reese overreacts and flips out on me and comes to me and tells me Gay, Daddy, Gabe rubbed his sock on the carpet in my room, and now my room stinks. And I'm like, that is the dumbest reason in the world to fight, and why are you wasting my time with that? Right. And as soon as I said the words, I thought, I bet God thinks that all yeah, the time. Yeah, that is a right. dumb reason to fight. It's not worth my time. The, why the, are you bringing the, it to yeah. me? <laughs> like, so, sometimes you have to examine. You know, just how, you know, is this as important as I think it is? Mm-hmm. And I think that is, uh, that, that's, that's always going to be one that um, I think we panic or we get all worked up on some things. And in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of the kingdom, I believe the Lord sometimes looks at us and says, really? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what you're worked up on? Yeah. Uh, you know, let, let's, let's really focus on what's important. And I think that's uh, a good word for everybody. Is yeah. Don't don't be so caught up on the on everyday things that you miss the important stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think you have more examples of songs that are that are are, are considered? You said there's a lot of hymn, hymn. I don't know if you said hymns, but Christian yeah, songs. Yeah. No, I was it. just uh, I was more more concerned about hey uh, you know because I know probably more more of our listeners, including hey myself, I can quote you a bunch of bunch of song lyrics that mm-hmm. okay here's a song lyric that I like and it's one that you know uh, hey for you I, I, I like Buffett mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Buffett's got some lines that I'm sitting there thinking that's a great line. No, okay, it's that, that biblical. That's really funny. I almost brought up a Buffett song yeah. in one of our shows. Actually, ah. uh, it's not probably one of the more famous ones that I, I don't think. Um, but he did a song with uh, Martina McBride, right. uh, "Trip Around the Sun." Do you remember okay. that? Mm-hmm. There's a, the chorus of that. I love that line again. Not a Christian song, but I like the the chorus in a way. And I'm gonna. I'm not sure which part exactly I'm trying to highlight, but um, it says, "I'm just hanging on while this old world keeps spinning, and it's good to know it's out of my control." If there's one thing I've learned from all this living, it wouldn't change a thing if I let go. 
Right. Now that quote by itself is a cool little, you know, beat right. song, whatever. But to me, that's kind of my experience with God and faith is that if I've, as I've learned more and more that I don't control any of it and I'm just along for the ride, yeah. it's really nice to just be able to let go and enjoy the ride. So hearing that song, that particular part brings me incredibly close to God. Right. You know, that, that's a, that's a, a song I can, can hear a lot of. I won't even bother going down the road of all the ones. Brantley Gilbert is a very right. great that's example of a, yeah. a pseudo-Christian band nowadays. But here's the thing about Brantley Gilbert. He only sings about two things, his party days and Jesus. That's yeah. it. He don't do the party anymore, but that's right. pretty much all he talks about. Is the, he <laughs> talks about sinning and redeeming. Is that's this it. Uh, country boy? Country, country boy, okay. definitely country boy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, my, my country music <laughs> days, um, yeah, I used to love country music. I've gotten, because uh, I, I don't know, it just got to where it all sounded the same to me, and I just wasn't into it as much. And then I, I saw uh, I saw old boy's... Um, rehearsal speech or acceptance speech the other night, Jelly Roll's acceptance speech, and I was like, okay, I believe that boy's heard a preacher say that a time or two. Because mm-hmm. I've heard a preacher say that a yeah. time or two. I don't know what's been in your past, and I don't know, yeah. but if you'll hold on. I was sitting there thinking, no, I've heard, I've heard that I've in church. I've heard that one before, yeah. 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 But, I, hey, I was I was happy he was saying it, and uh, it was good, good, good for it because I could tell the folks were getting it, but... Um, so yeah, I, I don't know much of the country, but I think country is probably more guilty than anything else. Yeah, country can be some. Now, now I'll say with Brantley Gilbert stuff, um, not because I don't. I'm not doing this to try to be because I'm in church. So I'm going to say I don't listen to the party and stuff because right. this party and stuff really does sound like that other junk in country that I just don't like. I don't like yeah, the sound. I don't like because the around yeah, probably stuff. that 2000 2005 time periods when I think country music went lousy too. Actually, really I don't. Did. I don't like a lot of the new stuff either. But Ooh, yeah, he's yeah. He don't look like uh, Waylon and Willie. And, no, well, no. He, uh, George Jones. No, yeah. nothing like that. I'm just. Put him up on my machine. So, so speaking of Waylon, there's another song that I would would talk about. I don't I don't know how much. Of, I, okay, I think I actually I told you I was about to send you this one the other day. Right. I, you said is it from Roy Wiley, and I said no. Another interesting character, right. is Waylon. Waylon Jennings. Yeah, he has a song called um, "I Do Believe." I think I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to listen listen to it sometime. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, I'm not even going to pretend that I think he got it all right. I'm not saying it's even necessarily a, a positive overall song. Right. But I do think it symbolizes where the majority of the country is in their faith. It's it's him basically saying, I believe in this and this and this and this. I just don't know what to call it. Right. Well, about 75% of the stuff he says, he's describing God. Right. Okay. So I think that the, my reason for bringing that one up was to kind of say, this might be something we need to listen to about the show because I think the, the group of people... Most people identify with that song. Right. It's they believe in something out there, pretty good idea of what it is, just haven't really dug that far, you know, deep in on what it is. Yeah, I I had never heard that song and I thought Did I Did you find the lyrics? Yeah. Okay. If you, if you had a chance to read through them, if not, yeah. I'll wait for you to read through yeah, them. <laughs> or heck, we'll play it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he says I do believe in higher power, one that loves us one and all, not someone to solve our problems or to catch me when I fall. So let me interject right there. I think that I believe in that, and I don't, in a way. Yeah. I believe that he can solve my problems and catch me when I fall, but I don't want to rely on him solely for that or to feel like I'm right. going to him only for that reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, our greatest problem would be sin, mm-hmm. and uh, we can't solve that. Right. He has to solve that. Uh, and I do think that, uh, you know, once you get... And I think it's one of... You can you can parse those words so sure, much that, sure. okay, no, we, we need him to solve our problems. I think what he's getting at is, hey, we're still responsible for ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm not, uh, God is not a get out of jail free card. Right. Or a going to make my life easy card. Mm-hmm. No, that's not, that's not who God is. Uh, at the same time, yeah, I need him for every everything of every every second of every day, and so I, I yeah, there there are some, and I think it's one of, um, uh, you know, I think of uh, oh shoot 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 my man, uh, and I'll think of it once I tell you the word. I I, I thought it was when you said I believe, but there's, oh, there's, I know well, Don Williams, Williams, but I'll listen I'm going to way later. back. Yeah, okay. Tulsa time, but. Uh, but I believe in love is the name of the song. I believe in love, okay. And uh, right. but he says, I don't believe that heaven waits for only those who congregate. Okay, so in mm-hmm. other words, I don't believe that uh, just going to church gets you into heaven. Well, mm-hmm. I think he's right there. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Hebrews ten twenty five. I mean, there's you can you can parse that. Uh, how far are you going to take that? But I think he's. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, that's yeah, pretty good. He says some other things in there about uh, about God and other things that I'm like, hmm. That's an interesting way to look at it. Don't know that I go all the way with it. And again, we're talking songs, not scripture. Right. And songs are not uh, divinely inspired like the scriptures are. And so, yeah, you're going to be able to find little little things that, okay, that doesn't always apply as a universal truth or a truth that is, unless it's, you know, directly from, from scripture. So, so yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of lines that people, I mean, think about it. I think it goes back to, I think it, each and every person is trying in their mind and in their heart to, to find God, to relate to God, to discover God. And some some folks, it's songs and literature, they may write, write about it. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. And I think that's why we, as born-again believers, yeah, we see this. Mm-hmm. And we see his handiwork. Or we see, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of like my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he may be talking about, you know, we use football a lot, uh, basketball, or, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I believe in babies, or yeah. whatever he says. Uh, that's a great song. <laughs> I'm about to listen way. to that one. I believe in babies. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I think it, that that kind of brings <laughs> to another point, though, and I actually think I can turn this into an even bigger point. If give right. me a second here, um, so we've talked a lot, or not not a lot. We've done it a couple of times. We've brought up different quotes. I know I talked about the Denzel Washington speech, "Put right. God first. I mean, I think that one's littered with things that are biblical and godly. I, I'm not going to say he didn't get anything wrong in it. I don't know. Yeah. But the thing about it is, I, I think that's the part of what we've demonstrated probably on the show, where I've learned a little bit too, is that there's a gigantic gray area. And it's okay to have gray area, right? Because the gray area is basically what makes up humanity, right? We're, right. We're, there, there's there is no perfect. We all live somewhere in the gray. Yeah. None of us are are perfect or or unredeemable. Define that gray. What are we talking about? Uh, I know black and white. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking the, secular and sacred, or if you're talking uh, mm, godly and biblical, or what, what's what's the gray? Define well, that going it's the gray. I don't know what it is. <laughs> What's the black and white? Let me think. I'll, All right, I'll let me let me out. think. I I know what you're. At. I I I get why you're asking. Let yeah. me think how to answer it. Um, this is not ADD. This is a tough question. Yeah, I'm describing probably a legalistic view, probably mm-hmm. versus a relationship view. Maybe is what, okay. if we were going back to it to something that we've said in the show. I think that's probably what I'm. Right. I think what I've I've come to you a lot, basically saying I don't believe in legalism. So what are the few? What are the rules we have to get right? Okay, like yeah. we're gonna. I mess don't want to be a legalist, but, but I want my rules. I don't want. I, I'm not gonna follow all of them. We're the ones I have to follow. Yeah. <laughs> For those who just want to make sure they get the minimum done, yeah. like where's the, where, where's that's the that's the black side, Excuse and then me, you know 
Jesus would be the white side, right. and then we're all going to fall somewhere between those two okay. extremes, trying to get as close to the white side as we can. Okay. That might be the, that's not a good way of describing it. Give me a week to think on that one. But <laughs> I, I think it's the, um, the how do you seek God, and how do you, is it, is there, it's, if, if it's, the gray area I'm describing is probably the structure versus just, he's just there. I can't describe him, but he's just there. He, and, he, and it's kind of like the, the, if, from hearing that, the gray area is the other 167 in a way, mm-hmm. if you stop and think about it. How, how does it work itself out in a day-in, day-out, practical, real way the, of knowing God? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of gray that, uh, but here's some things that should be underlined. Is that my understanding that right? Yeah, but also in even the interpretations and, the, and, and then the what's right and wrong. You can't tell me exactly what to do in every single aspect of my life, Ben. Yeah, you know what tough. I mean? Like I, I can come to you right now and we can sit and have a 30-minute conversation right. about something with my kids or something with my work or something with a relationship right. or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of areas that may not have a definite answer. Yeah, so so basically everything I just said about defining shades of gray, ignore that. Right. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna edit that I think, right I after. I think there are some singing. things we, we should do. Yes. But... Hey, all right. Should I eat hamburger or t- uh, tuna tonight? Right. I don't you know, know what? That God probably that... doesn't care, but if He knows that that tuna is going to give you food poison, He might make a yeah. suggestion. Oh, so you might or if, or if your cholesterol is up, you right. might want to eat eat a little smarter. I mean, I think that's where I always come back to. Okay, even in my eating, I want to do something. I want to eat in a way that's a worship service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I won't. I don't really want to overeat. Sorry, I'm getting close to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I want to eat smart and take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but as far as okay, Lord, what am I going to eat tonight? Is it going to be a, a hamburger or is it going to be a uh, a salad? I don't know that we have to go that close. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to it. At the same time, though, you can bring in. Okay, I don't want to be a glutton. I don't want to do. I think. It, I think there are in lines the 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 day in day out minutia. It all goes back to Lord. I want to do this for Your glory. I figured out how to explain how I did, what I just meant in a way that they, it makes them both, all make sense. Uh-huh. To me, the gray area is where God God controls that gray area. He right. just that's where you that's where. What do I call it this way? I don't want to call it the wiggle room God has to play with, but basically God's not going to be bound by our rules. Right. Okay, so we can sit here and try to come up with, okay, preacher, you're yeah, the closest I've found, so tell me how to do this right. and tell me what I should give do. Give me five and, steps to annoy him. And you can give me your best effort yeah. and may or may not get it right, even with the best intentions. So my, I think my point of talking about that gray area and that faith is that we can sit here for an hour a day, two hours a day, five days a week, and nail down a thought process or a, if you do this, you do this, right. you do this. Then you'll find God. I'm. We want to talk about how to find God, right? But we don't have the formula nailed down that nobody else has that you're going to find. You, right. you have to seek Him, and then beyond that, what He does from there is the gray area. And, and even that, to some degree, is unless the Holy Spirit draws a man, He doesn't come to the Lord. I mean, it's the Holy Spirit has been working in our life just to make us want to go to Him, and then how do we go to Him? Well, I think that's where again. Uh, finding the scriptures, whether it's a book of John or something like that, or, hey, talk to someone. I think that's the key. But you're right. There is no uh, definite answer because people find the Lord in numerous and sundry different ways. 
So black answer, white answer, gray answer, something like that. Black <laughs> to me would be if you hear the Lord tell you that uh, you should go kill somebody. No, no. You didn't hear that. False. Yeah. That's false. That's you need not buy, scriptural. No, you don't. <laughs> that's yeah. not scriptural. That's not scriptural. You, I, would, I was going to say you, you need to read the Bible to know that. You don't right. necessarily need to know the Bible to know that you can't right. kill people. But you need to know your Bible to know what those lines are. That being said, and the Bible itself lines. gave us room for interpretation because there's going to be something in the Bible that you could say, it's not, don't kill anybody. Right. But there could be an instruction that you hear that could be biblical or it could be from the sure. other well, information and, and source. Could, that could, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it's as along the same lines, but I mean, hey, there, there is in the scripture self-defense. Uh, very mm-hmm. easily, mm-hmm. Uh, but that's but, true. Yeah. But okay, God, God wanted me to uh, to be uh, harsh or un, or unkind to someone. Don't know that that's in there. Yeah. Now, God may want you to end a relationship or end something. That's fine, but I don't have to be a jerk about it, and I don't yeah. have to be, uh, act ungodly. Yeah. Uh, when I do it, I mean, there there's things that those fine lines are there. That if He does call you cause you to do something, I don't think He's ever going to ask you or ask you to or command you to sin. That's that's the thing. Now we're tempted and we're tried and tested, but but no, we're it is our own temptation, our own lust that take us away that way. Well and I'm not sure if well, let me say the first part of this maybe first and we'll see if I want to tackle on the second part, but it's not just on that extreme side of the spectrum either. You yeah. can have an instruction that sounds totally godly, mm-hmm. and it may not necessarily be from him. Okay, right. you could drive, you know, drive by a church and have the inspiration hit you that I should do, write a check for five thousand bucks and sit right. it on the on the table. For what you don't know, the preacher may have a drug addiction. And that's right. what that five grand's right. going to. You, you know what I mean? Like even the thing that sounds the best possible thing could not be coming from God. It could be. But even that, if 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 I know the Lord's telling me to do it. Right. Yeah, I don't worry about it. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm but saying in a situation one, uh, where... Yeah, and make those checks out a few quite bad. Just, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not personal <laughs> checks yeah. to you. No, you don't make them out to Ben. Uh, you make them out a few quite bad. No, but I think it's one of, um, you know, I, I, case in point. I was young, young Christian one time, and I remember... And I, I remember it just like yesterday, and it was the oddest thing. I was in my I was in my quiet time. I was just learning, and I felt like, okay, Lord, uh, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And for some reason, I felt like the Lord was telling me there was a, a on my way to work every day. There was a a bypass. Nobody's there, and he just I felt like okay, he wanted me to just go and pull over and sit there. Mm-hmm. I sat there for fifteen minutes, wondering, okay, Lord. I'm just going to sit here because I felt like that's what you would lead me to. I don't know what he was doing. And nobody came by. I mean, it was just quiet. So I said, all right, Lord, I'm just going to enjoy this quiet time. I don't know why the Lord, and even to this day, I'm kind of like, well, did I misunderstand it? Was there a, I don't know what, I mean, hey, it could be I'll get to heaven. And the Lord said, well, I had you sit there because there was a wreck 25 mm-hmm. minutes up the road that when you went to work. I, you know, say, I don't know. Yeah. I know. And so to this day, yeah, I think there are times when the Lord may, but it's never going to be something to sin. It wouldn't, it would not right. be to go to that bypass and, uh, you know, knock somebody in the head or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the gray area that I'm really trying to define there yeah. is that there is something that you go on that side of it and you say, okay, if you're hearing that, that is definitely not God. Right. And there's certainly things that you hear that it is God. But now here is the the list of things that if you hear that is definitely God is a pretty short list. because And what that also means is that the closer you get to the white, mm-hmm. this is a Garrett Lill original thought, okay. fresh off the press. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Closer you get, 
the wider that gray area is, and, and maybe that's the more latitude he gives you for your own interpretation, if right. that's it, maybe. But but there is a point in time there where it's like the closer you get to God, you can see several godly outcomes of of a choice, right. and and which one do I choose? But that's what you said: choose the one that's the most godly. Well, that might be a tougher decision. Yeah. Oh than yes, right and wrong. Oh, I agree. It can be a really tough decision. And uh, and I think that's you know again as you get closer to the Lord, I think those decisions sometimes, believe it or not, get a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are, you know, more in tuned with with hearing it. Uh, more tricky about, questions get simpler answers. Would that be a I, I way think of maybe yeah. maybe? But I think it also goes back to uh, think about the illustration I've used before. Uh, I've been married for thirty plus years. I know my wife's name. I know what she likes. I already know if the kids come and ask a question a stupid way. I'm over there like, mm, I wouldn't have asked that that way. Because well, I've been married to her. I know how she thinks. I know what she's like. And so I think it's uh, the same way with our walk with the Lord. The more that you're maturing, the more that you know the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ is what, what, what the book says. So if we have the mind of Christ, then we begin to think like Christ, that it's not as hard. And, yeah, we'll be able to decide and decipher what's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, that's the that's the beauty in the entire thing there, right? Is that he doesn't, um, and also to understand that there, he already knows you're gonna mess some of them up. I mean, you, yeah. you already, you know, you already knew you. He's already known you've chosen wrong a couple of times. And I even said that to somebody. I can't remember if I was talking about me or talking to somebody else, but I said. Good thing about it is I don't know if this is right or wrong, but he already knows if I chose right or wrong or not, so it don't much matter. He's already <laughs> been planning for my mistake yeah. anyway, but. Um, yeah, it's it's not always, you know, last week I texted you that I had something exciting happen. It, the rug got pulled out from under that before nah. it ever happened. But it's just one of those things, too, that I have no idea what was going to happen from that. I didn't feel, there was a part of me that was kind of thrown off by it happening that quick the way it did anyway. It was like, oh, right. this is a little off, you know. Right. Like this is, and my mom even said something about that. Like, that's almost too good too fast. And then the next day it falls through. And it's just one of those things where, do I know it was from God? I have no, there is no... I could have a conversation with you. It would be pointless because I don't need to know at this point. I'm, I'm aware that it wasn't God because the way that went down isn't the way I see things with God. Right. It's not the way it happens. He, 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 you know it when you see it maybe, but it's just one of those things. You, I'm trying real hard to put structure in all this, but you, he right. don't give us that. You, you got to no. know him to no, get that. That's it. And and I think it's one of you know having, having every, every question answered. Nah, I don't know that that's going to happen. And I think that's where, for people like you and people like myself, well, I, I kind of want to know every answer. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know every question. I want to know why, and then how is that going to work out, and then I'd like to have it uh, spelled out in uh, A, B, C, or point-by-point basis. Sometimes that don't happen. But do you, fact. I mean, this is a rhetorical question maybe, but do we want a God who's that easy to figure? You said, and yeah. we titled the show well, a while back, if you need a God that we can't all figure out. Yeah, if I can figure him out, he ain't much of a God then. But that's the talk about these chicken or the egg type of things that's one of those things for me that we get close but we just don't quite miss we want a god that has all the answers but we also want a god that lets us be ourselves right pick one and and, and we (laughs) want him to tell us all the answers if we don't know and they all need to be the right answers that we want to make us happy and we want it yes right seems like we got a lot of rules for god (laughs) see and therein lies but that's what a legalist does you know, we've been legalism uh, uh, 
versus relationship. A legalist wants to basically, okay, God, this is one, you're going to be accepting of me because, well, why wouldn't you? I'm, I'm do everything the way you like it and everything else. Or I manipulate the rules so that I do fit this way. Could you explain, or do you have a guess at why God gives us a fairly short list of non-negotiables and we turn it into a really, really long list as of far things as we think non-negotiables. We are we saying Ten Commandments? Or what are we saying non-negotiables? Help me to the yeah. Let me let yeah. see if I make sure I understand the question. Um, the situations that you can look at that can say these are definitely wrong. Yeah, he gives us plenty of guidance and direction in the Bible and instructions and things like that. Right. But to your point. He gives us room for self-defense. Right. He gives us room for the. He, he gives yeah. us an out for almost all of those, even mm. to an extent. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, not every single one. I'm not saying right. that, but he leaves so much gray area in there. And at the end of the day, he really comes down to again. I know we talked about this last week. The golden rule is not even in there. But love, love the God, love God, <laughs> love God, and love, love people. One yes. And Matthew That's seven, treat others as you would have others treat you. <laughs> Doesn't say the golden rule. I, I think it. I think it's one of. But we it, we it, turn. It, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But we we turn it into must do this, must do this, uh, must do this, yeah. must do this. That's the human in us. And I think it's one of it's Old Testament, New Testament in a way. Old Testament, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. I, I think it's one of big picture, small picture. Mm-hmm. And here it is, big picture. Love God, love people. How that works out in the everyday 24-7, that, that's going to take shape in many different ways. But then he gives us some, hey, and here's some guidance, you know, of of whether it's responding kindly, don't lie, one of the Ten Commandments. Don't murder, that's, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Don't commit adultery, that's one of the Ten Commandments. And so these, these look, then he gets into, okay, and here's some guidelines. Don't do these things, and that'll help you to love your neighbor. Yeah. And I think it all goes back to that first one. Mm-hmm. When you love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, it kind of dictates the rest. And when you are in a personal relationship with the Lord, loving the Lord with everything you got, yeah, those those rules that we're trying to figure out in this in the podcast, and we're we're saying, okay, gotta do X, gotta do Y, gotta do this, gotta do that. I think it becomes almost self-explanatory, and it becomes one of them walking by the Spirit, whereby He's guiding us and leading us. And that's why I guess where you know we want answers, we want it this, this, and this, uh, and I'm trying to say, well. Here's the answer. It's Christ. Well, because he doesn't give you all the answers in writing for every situation in the book and all those types of things. He gives every you those guidelines. You face today. Right. He gives you all those guy he gives you those guidelines. How do I but, respond to this email? I don't know that I'm gonna find that in the book of uh, Book of John. I hate that I'm not gonna know this because this would be such a beautiful way to close it if I knew the actual yeah. verse. But mm-hmm. he does say, I'm with you always. Yeah. That's there. Well, so Lord, he's I'm with there. you always, even to the end of the age. Right. But that also is in uh, regards to the uh, the Great Commission that mm-hmm. he's saying, go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about your your life. I all authority's been given to me. And I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, and I think that does play into the, the, the to that overall point with it is that he may not give you the exact instruction on how to find the follower, how to convert this follower, how to go and make disciples. Because uh-huh. every situation is where he gives you that gray area to figure it out. But he doesn't say, I'm going to give you all this wiggle room so you can go figure it out yourself. Right. He says, I'm with you always. He'll give you the last pieces. Don't yeah. worry about that. Okay. And, but, and, and what is the disciple? 
mm-hmm. is someone who obeys. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to knowing his word and obeying. And again, how that works itself out sometimes, there may be some gray, mm-hmm. but ultimately it comes back to, if you love me, you obey me. Yeah. And that's all that you're, I mean, at the end of the day, him being there with you always in his spirit Mm-hmm. Is, the only answer he gives you for the gray area is my spirit's there to guide you through it. Right. But that's all that you need. Yep. That is the answer. Well, and think about it. We talked about it in Philippians 4, uh, which talks about uh, be anxious in nothing. Yeah. Well, you got to go back up to, oh, I'm sorry, verse 6 says be anxious in nothing. Verse 5 gives you the answer. Mm-hmm. The Lord is near. Yeah, that's it. And so there, therein lies for peace, for our joy, for our hope. For, for all these answers we're asking or questions we're answering, is the Lord near? Yeah. And, and if he's near in, in your walk, if he's near, in, if he's near then okay, then, then these things are true. We can walk by them. We can trust in them. And, and the hope and the peace and everything we're looking for, it all goes back to him. So there it is, that relationship period or et cetera that we got. I try to get a certain amount of walk time in during the day, and I'm not. It's harder this time of year. It gets uh, mm. dark earlier and stuff. Well, I guess uh, you got uh, morning to noon, noon to two thirty, dark. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> but my a lot of times now to get to get a walk in. Sometimes it's the kids are there after school or something, and I'll mm-hmm. get, take a quick little. It might be a twenty minute walk, and I don't go to the end of the neighborhood or something back. And I got my phone on me. Point is, my kids can't see me while I'm gone. I'm I'm out there, but. But they know I'm near. They ain't that worried right. about anything. If the house catches on fire, I'll be there to fix it. In fact, I'll probably see it before they do because yeah, I'm, yeah. you know. That's the whole whole gist of it, man, yep. is it's about trust. Yeah. It's about faith. Well, I'll figure out how to turn this into 60 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I apologize. For that. No, man, it was my, we, we, I got a little long-winded during the beginning of it, I think. So uh, appreciate it, man. Enjoyed it.